0: When last we spoke, we were still in Tallinn, Estonia, Um, but lots has happened since then. So uh, let me just do a quick review and then we'll have a discussion. I'm sitting here with uh, Dita Weiss of Informa, um, who I have been with so so far during my trip and will be through the 17th of December before I fly back to Texas. So... uh, Last time we spoke, we were. it was the morning of the big e- IPC uh, event with the Estonian Electronics Industry Association in Tallinn, Estonia. They have held this, uh, I think, for four or five years, although last year it had to be all virtual. So we were fortunate that they were able to do another live event. Um, so let's talk about that. Dita, the event was really good. You gave the keynote address. Um, before we get into the content, let's talk about who was there and what happened. It was very well attended, I think. I know that there was some concern with COVID and what that might be, but uh, precautions were taken. Everybody had to be vaccinated. There was uh, you know, testing requirements, I think, and uh, everybody was very respectful of that. But give me your impression of kind of how the event in general went before the content. We'll talk about that.
1: Uh, yes, Eric. Uh, the event, as you said, uh, Uh, It was the fourth event of this nature and last year, unfortunately, we were not able to do a physical one, but the two years before, we already had a high attendance in the region of 120 to 150 uh, attendees. Uh, ...from the industry, and when I uh, talk about attendees, I'm not just talking about people from Estonia... ...or countries close by, I talk uh, uh, as well about many uh, people from Western Europe coming uh, to attend... ...because they wanted to learn the latest, latest news for of the European uh, uh, electronics industry... ...and they, at the same time meet with their Eastern European colleagues, so without trying to to talk <clears throat> this uh, negative no it was a, it was definitely a success but we had only close to 100 attendees to the seminar and uh, to me yes uh, that was a bit frustrating uh, because people from countries where the incidence level of vaccination were actually higher uh, last minute called uh, off their attendance uh, to a country, Estonia, which had a lower incidence level, which uh, to me makes no sense, but let's realize uh, fear is nothing you can argue with logic, therefore I didn't chase the people and ask, why don't you come? but. We had a very good quality of people let me tell you that and uh, we had uh, very good speakers as well and we are probably gonna sh- uh, speak about yeah. that uh, let's uh, do- as well
0: well yeah let's jump right into that so <coughs> the event itself uh, was held at the hotel actually where we stayed in downtown Tallinn uh, very close to the Christmas market which if you haven't been was a highlight and we were there actually several evenings um, it was quite magical, actually, and I know I posted some pictures, but uh, the event itself, as far as the content goes, you kicked it off with uh, uh, a discussion of the EMS industry, giving one of your industry overviews of the industry in Europe. Um, we also had a, we had various companies speaking, including uh, Reinald Kolpitz, the CEO of KATEC Group, and um, we had uh, the IPC gave a presentation, uh, I actually really liked the one of the local guy who was from a startup. Even though it was a bicycle company, he was talking about the the challenges and frustrations of being a startup and dealing with engaging with EMS and actually getting product done. I actually, as somebody who used to work in a quick turn prototype shop, that kind of resonated with me, and I I appreciated what he had to say. Um, but talk about the, some of the content. Yes, <clears throat> well, the program. Is always
1: very challenging for us Uh, when we uh, have discussions who should be there. In the majority, it is Arno Kolk who is making the decisions uh, and uh, it is uh, since this year uh, uh, Philippe Leonard from the IPC in Europe supporting this tremendously and in actual fact not just IPC Europe who is supporting this event it's IPC in general supporting it because they realized uh, how important this event is for the European electronics industry and once in a while I make some suggestions as well Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 but as you said it's not just big companies talking, it's small yep. companies talking, uh, it is OEMs uh, talking as well. We had an interesting discussion from Ericsson yep. uh, and uh, Arno Kol gave an overview of the Estonian electronics industry, which in specific for those coming uh, from far away uh, was important. Yes, uh, I have to admit, I loved uh, Rainer Coppett's presentation uh, about uh, the development and future perspectives uh, of Katek. Because uh, uh, I can only say everybody who missed this pitch uh, probably has difficulties understanding what Katek is doing.
0: So, for the benefit of our
1: audience, give a brief overview of who Katek is. Uh, well, uh, KATEC uh, uh, is a relatively young company, uh, which was formed. Uh, oh, uh, don't get me for that. I think it's about four years ago, um, and it was uh, a two group of people uh, which formed uh, a company called Prime Pulse. Uh, one was uh, a person called uh, Klaus Weinmann, who came from a company called Cancom, and then there was uh, uh, what they called the Alco brothers, uh, and those uh, uh, two brothers, uh, just before they met Klaus Weinmann, had bought Steka, electronic, in Memmingen, and Stiefka had been very much concentrating on the solar industry. and. Let's face it, about 10 years ago, the solar industry was not ready. Whereas today, everybody talks about it. So, uh, uh, they were probably in the right uh, market at the wrong time. And uh, the Alco Brothers brought it, brought uh, fresh money. uh, And then they realized as well that the company was much too small. So, uh, Prime Pulse uh, then uh, talked with... uh, uh, Rainer Koppitz, who is a co-founder of CarTech, of and they bought CarTech uh, 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 in Grassau, which used to be uh, a separate company, and then continued uh, buying one company after the other uh, and forming uh, a group of company uh, companies which today has more than 400 million uh, in revenues and went public uh, in May of this year.
0: Right, so they are one of the top three, four EMS in Europe currently. Well,
1: in Germany they are uh, number two already, directly behind uh, Zollner, and in uh, Europe. And uh, again, I only talk about the European companies. Um, In Europe, uh, Zollner is number one, Scanfield is number two, and Karteck. Uh, is number three, fighting that uh, position with Enix.
0: Whose number? Yeah, so they're 3A, 3B, kind of, TACAC and Enix. So, um, yeah, no, I think it was very good. And, and what you brought up as a theme. We'll come back to it on another discussion. Is about, you know, a solution being right for the time, as, as you just referenced with the solar. So we'll pick that up in another discussion here this week, I'm sure. But... Um, I would say overall, my impression is that this <clears throat> the event served the industry very well. That I think that uh, you had a good group of people. I the interactions I thought were very good. Uh, the various companies who came, um, there was some booths where people could, but that wasn't the highlight. It, really, there was it, the networking was was very very good. Um, I had some very interesting conversations. There seemed to be a nice representation of EMS from across Europe of various sizes, not just from Tallinn, but from outside of uh, Estonia as well. And um, yeah, so I, I was nothing but impressed by the quality of the attendees, the way they pulled off the event, the quality of the presentations, and, and I think it reflected well on the industry in Estonia.
1: Yes, uh, from an EMS Europe point of view, this was the highlight of uh, the EMS industry in Europe for this year. You have to imagine that companies, uh, EMS companies, not only from Estonia, but from Latvia, from Lithuania, from Ukraine, uh, from uh, Slovakia, from Finland, from Sweden, from Belgium, from Germany and many more countries were there. And it was not just the uh, daily business people, it was uh, the top management mm-hmm. who was there. And uh, I can tell you, uh, and I have uh, written that on LinkedIn already,
0: we rocked it. <laughs> Very, you know, it was interesting because I heard some exciting developments. I got to meet with some CEOs or, or, or senior managers of, of quite a few EMS while I was there. I was excited by one we won't name because I don't know that it's been officially released yet, and it may not be till next year, but the discussion of one of the attendee companies about looking at, at, at potentially uh, starting a PCB fab within Europe, and I think that is... A, that is great forward thinking. I think it would be very good for the, for the supply chain security issues. It probably will be damn good business for that, that particular company once they get it up and going. Uh, and I thought it really spoke well to kind of that forward thinking about how do we, you know, instead of sourcing all of this out of Asia, you know, how do we do something locally to serve the market? And I like that.
1: Exactly, Eric, Uh, and uh, again, and I remember you having said it as well uh, already three or four months ago, you do not want to use the word uh, reshoring, because that is uh, not the right expression, it's regionalization uh, which is happening at the moment, and uh, that is something uh, which uh, is now more or less already exploding. More and more companies pull out their products uh, out of, uh, in specific, out of China, um, and some uh, go back to uh, countries which they consider their local markets and hand their business over as an OEM, hand their business over to. Uh, uh, an EMS company, and I can just mention an example because it's public, uh, that the Swedish company Pricer, who has uh, manufactured their digital price labels uh, in the past themselves in China and in Thailand, uh, they have decided all European uh, uh, or all products they need for the European market not to manufacture over there and uh, um, have them shipped around half of the world, uh, but instead chose uh, Zona to manufacture them for them. And that is, is one issue. The other issue is some companies, and I know that uh, uh, have an example, which I don't want to mention now, uh, is uh, that a company has been manufacturing products in China um, and due to the... Uh, big problems in the logistical supply chain, uh, pulled the products back to Europe and are ma- manufacturing them now themselves and realized that it's not more expensive as China is, has been for a long time not been a cheap place to manufacture
0: yeah. anymore. Let me um, make a comment here too. These conferences oftentimes have, and, and this conference was was the same, in that we had a discussion of industry problems, right? Problems that, were, and, and one of the big ones clearly is material supply chain solutions, right? The other one that they came up, a theme that came up had to do with labor, right? These are issues that are challenging the industry, EMS, around the world, not just here. Uh, and you and I have had this discussion since then, um, because we, and what we were discussing is a perspective of, what we're kind of talking about this every same year after year, we're talking about the same problems, right? Component issues have been a challenge for the industry for years in various ways, right? Labor issues have been a challenge for the industry for years in various ways. And what we were talking about is that these aren't really problems. These are just challenges that, that are, are inherent in for any EMS company that is doing business wherever they are in the planet. They have to, they have to cope with these challenges. They, they have to learn how to adjust to those. They're not going away, probably, right? They're not going to be solved and, and, and we move on. These are just, I think, kind of inherent issues for EMS companies. What do you think? Uh, yes, um, but I wouldn't uh, call it
1: uh, that the same problems are popping up uh, every couple of years because uh, uh, if you look uh, into those problems more in detail, you will realize that uh, Uh, that they all are specific uh, 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 causes for uh, the shortages uh, uh, for the allocation problems. And uh, you cannot even uh, compare the allocation problems, which in the majority were uh, caused by MLCC uh, to uh, the allocation problems we have today. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, uh, if you look at the semiconductor industry, you cannot say that all semiconductors uh, 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 have a shortage. Uh, we need to, to uh, define that more clearly, and uh, the situation is, uh, and that is since uh, earlier this year, microcontrollers uh, and power supply chips Uh, were the two biggest uh, problems which easily jumped up uh, in delivery times to 52 weeks uh, and are still, as of today, uh, the problem. Uh, And on top of that, then, uh, you remember it uh, due to the fact that you're in Texas, uh, you remember the winter storms in in, uh, Texas in February and uh, NXP uh, uh, shut down, I think, two factories uh, for more than a week. Now we all know uh, you cannot just uh, stop a production in between even if you put half finished uh, semiconductor into a nitrogen box you end up with uh, maybe 20 to 30% yield uh, uh, if you're lucky yeah. 50% it's so it's it's
0: not all the same it's always different yeah. but the point is is that material component shortages not sh- not necessarily challenges exist in this industry it's part of the fabric of the industry and probably always will be.
1: Yes, it, it always will. And that's why I prefer, as you said it as well, I prefer to call them challenges uh, and not problems. Mm. Uh, if there were no challenges in this industry, we wouldn't need uh, uh, most of the management. Mm. Yeah, We could get, send them home. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we have those
0: challenges uh, uh, makes it in, in necessary to deal with them. Yeah. So let me... Um, let me wrap Tallinn and move forward in our conversation here. Tallinn, I think you can just rate Tallinn being the 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 EMS day that was that we just attended there. Uh, For those listening, I think was a very good success. And I would recommend for people interested and who are involved in the EMS industry in Europe, that when they do it again next year, definitely look at it. Uh, By the way, Tallinn is a spectacular city to go and visit. I mean, they're great people, Great food. We won't get into that. We had some fantastic meals there Um, and uh, the people were very friendly. Everything was safe. They're very 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 digital uh, society as well. So lots to recommend Tallinn and uh, so let's put let's stop. And then we left Tallinn and we flew to Munich uh, via Frankfurt. And uh, when we got there, we had the, the pleasure of going to visit with ASM in Munich at their, their center there. Why don't you speak to that a bit?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, see, I had already been at the ESM, ASM stand at Productronica, which was very uh, impressive. Um, and for those of you who had been at Productronica, you probably remember... Uh, that there were few stands, uh, booths, uh, that were crowded. But one booth that was outstanding was the ASM booth, and uh, it was uh, very uh, uh, impressive, uh, and I wanted to learn about uh, uh, the new generations uh, of assembly lines as well, uh, in specifics, the TX and the SX series, uh, which interested me the most, for uh, uh, one is uh, a system which is in the majority used for high volume, low mix, and that is something which I really think, uh, believe it or not, but I think um, people. Who still believes that this is going to be a product that's continued to be manufactured in the Far East are totally wrong. They're probably from the baby boomer generation uh, and have not realized that the Y and Z generation have a totally different way of thinking. We will see uh, low mix, high volume products. Uh, uh, in Europe as well, and therefore it's uh, important to uh, have a look in uh, the machinery capable. On the other hand, um, we have uh, seen the machinery uh, uh, that is capable of uh, a combined mix of uh, a radial and SMD components, even big radial uh, components, because, uh, uh, let's face it, we do have a labor problem uh, in Europe. We do have insufficient uh, labor, and the only way out is there to uh, do as
0: much automation as possible. Yep. Now, listen, and I would just say, <clears throat> I thought it was a terrific opportunity to fill Personally speaking, to uh, familiarize myself with ASM's offering, their competence center there was fantastic, I thought, where you walk through and... uh, um, you get to see all of their equipment, they were explaining to us that you, you could bring and, and clients could bring a kit there and a board and they could kind of run and test it yes. and, and see how that works. So <clears throat> the way that environment worked was very interesting. Actually, it reminded me somewhat of what Jabil has in, in San Jose, California, which is what they call their Blue Sky Center uh which is where where people can go and you can it really helps customers to see the 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 opportunities and the possibilities with it when engaging with uh with electronics manufacturing and uh, so it was anyway for those of you who haven't been i would recommend going to see this facility i think they uh they'd probably be open to people visiting it was tremendous uh experience and i think reflects very well on asm you were going to add uh,
1: i uh, i totally agree uh, Eric, um, in actual fact, uh, ASM gave a presentation at uh, right. the uh, IPC seminar in Tallinn as well, which was very interesting. I had had contact and when we returned from Estonia uh, to, uh, to Munich, I felt that it was got just a good uh, choice to, to visit them um, in Munich. Uh, and have a chat with them and let me remind you uh, uh, we were proven totally right to do this uh, when we came to uh, Tallinn and visited several EMS companies here, because everywhere we uh, went we saw ASM machines mm-hmm. and in one factory we just saw other machinery being phased out uh, and replaced by ASM machine so that makes you wonder why
0: is that the case yeah no, uh, clearly, because they make a good product. So now, uh, in interest of time, let me kind of just do some uh, some housekeeping wraps and then tell you what to expect from us this week. Uh, we've uh, we left Munich. We, we have retreated to the mountains here in southern Germany. Uh, Dieter has a, has a terrific home here in the mountains in Oberstdorf and he's been very generous in inviting me in here. We actually tried to went and ye- yesterday was a rainy day and we went to see the most photographed castle in the world, uh, Neuschwanstein, um, and actually we spent more time obviously at the lower castle, which I'm drawing the name, Hohenschwangau, Hohenschwangau where uh, the parents lived and where King uh, Ludwig II actually lived while he, yeah, while the, not no, my
1: parents, but Ludwig II's parents, not,
0: I didn't mean your parents, so <laughs> So we had a great time there and then today actually we woke up uh, when we were just tested we went and did a quick test again today this is uh, uh, the fourth time that we've been tested here we're still showing negative so that's good Uh, but we want to kind of proceed with an utmost of caution as we go to meetings we have meetings tomorrow uh, scheduled with a couple of EMS here in southern Germany Um, but today before we get to what's happening this week Uh, Dita, uh, you know, I asked him, what are we doing today, Dita? And he says, well, how would you feel about taking a walk in the Alps? And I said, heck yeah, let's do that. And I must say it was one hell of an experience.
1: Yes. Um, Unfortunately, uh, or uh, we're lucky that uh, we already have snow for more than a week. And... uh, uh, it has been relatively stable, so the community decided to open up the first ski lifts, and there is one ski lift which is called Zola eckbahn and from there you have a nice walk over to Kleinwaldertal, which is actually uh, in Austria. Uh, Now, as this valley is not directly uh, connected to Austria, uh, you cannot access it from Austria. You need to drive uh, via Bavaria to access it. Uh, It doesn't have the strict regulations the rest of Austria in regards to the lockdown has at the moment. So we were able to just walk uh, up there at an elevation of uh, 4,500 feet and uh, walk over to uh, the town of Rietzlan and I think it was an enjoyable uh, walk and give us some exercise because the rest of the week we'll be more uh, hitting the road.
0: Yeah, no, listen, it was a spectacular. wasn't what I expected today when I woke up, but it was a great experience, spectacular out there. It was a little unnerving walking across the uh, the, the, the ski slopes at the first yes. part there. You had to really be on your toes as skiers and snowboarders came shooting down. Uh, but a spectacular time. Thank you for that detail. You've been very generous with that. Um, wrap it up. Tell us what we're doing this week. Well, um, we will be visiting
1: our original plan was for tomorrow to visit three companies Uh, i will have to write to one company tonight Uh, because this is in switzerland and we have a problem to to get there at the moment because they have uh, closed the borders more or less Uh, but other than that we will be going to two companies tomorrow two more companies on tuesday uh, two more companies on wednesday Uh, we're gonna be uh, hopefully in uh, uh, the biggest uh, European uh, EMS manufacturer on Thursday and another two companies on Friday. So it's going to be a, a tough day, uh, a week, because mm-hmm. uh, we will have to find test centers uh, every day yeah. to get tested.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, and by the way, the companies, when I mean, Dita says we're visiting companies, these are all EMS companies as yes. well. Um, within Europe so we look forward to we'll be doing some reporting out uh, throughout the week for y'all please keep listening stay tuned Um, if you have any questions for us as we're doing it this week uh, jump on LinkedIn catch either my or Dita's profile and uh, message us if there's any questions you have uh, about the industry over here in Europe and what's happening and what we're seeing and what our thoughts are Uh, that's it for now Uh, this is again EMS now on tour in uh currently in bavaria but moving on tomorrow so stay tuned thank you for listening